is Monday the 28th of September. I am Ben O'Leary here for Marcus today to have a look at the week ahead with you all once again. Before we get into that, the market is up 5 points or 0.1% just prior to lunchtime after having jumped between small losses and gains all morning. Not quite the 21 points the futures were suggesting with a bit of enthusiasm lost over the weekend. The top of the market is full of tech names with the likes of EML up 5% and APT up 3.5%, buoyed by another tech-led rally in the US on Friday, while market darling A2 Milk is the worst of the ASX 200, down around 10% after updating their FY21 outlook and blaming the drop in its Daigoo sales on the Victorian lockdowns. The banks are all weaker this morning, down between half a percent and one and a half percent apiece, and we will be watching this week to see if the move on Friday following the relaxation of the responsible lending laws was a one-day re-rate or enough to bottom the beaten down sector. Travel stocks are up at the top end of the market this morning, good for our Flight Centre and Webjet holdings, with them up 7.5% and 8.7% respectively, on the back of some positive headlines from the federal government, which is set to extend its $1.3 billion package to support domestic travel routes for an extra three months until the end of January next year, and over in New Zealand, where Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has said it's possible that an Australian-New Zealand travel bubble could exist by Christmas. Deputy Prime Minister Winston Peters doubled down on those comments, saying that New Zealand is raring to go and talks had commenced. Elsewhere in the travel space, corporate travel is in a trading halt after confirming reports it's planning to raise capital to fund an acquisition. Down here in Victoria, we might not be ready to be included in the travel bubble just yet, but case numbers are continuing to trend down with five new cases and three deaths yesterday. The numbers bring the rolling 14-day average to 20.3 as Metro Melbourne sees its first easing of restrictions this morning. Step one involves approximately 127,000 workers getting back to work and the removal of the curfew that kept us indoors after 9pm. As well as that, there is a host of other tweaks including allowing gatherings of up to five people from two households, childcare open to all parents, elective surgeries back up to 75% of pre-pandemic levels which looks to have given the healthcare sector a little boost this morning, and the resumption of private inspections in the real estate sector, which should see a little bit of activity return there. The next stage of easing is set to come on October 19th, as long as the average daily cases are sitting below five, and that will see retail and hospitality open. If you're after the full list of changes, you can find that on our website in the strategy piece. And looking to the week ahead, and there is not a whole lot on the agenda, we might see a bit of a spike in activity as fund managers decide what they want their quarterly holdings to look like. We know a little bit of window dressing can cause some volatility, so we'll keep an eye out for that. An AGM from ASX on Wednesday is about as interesting as it gets in the corporate world, and the September unemployment report in the US on Friday is the headline of the economic calendar. Things are heating up a little bit next week when we'll find out if the speculation of an RBA rate cut that we saw last week comes to fruition, and the government should deliver a budget focused on economic stimulation. Taking a closer look at the corporate calendar, outside of that ASX AGM, we have another day of Macquarie's China conference and a shareholder meeting for Viva Energy Group on Wednesday, as well as an AGM for Parenti Global on Friday to round out a very quiet week. There are also a few familiar names going ex-dividend this week, with a host of REITs and a smattering of small caps making up the list. You can find the full list on our website, of course, but among the familiar names are Arena REIT, Centuria Industrial REIT, Charter Hall Long Whale REIT, Cromwell Property, Centuria Office, Charter Hall Social Infrastructure, Meridian Energy and Rural Funds all going X tomorrow, Cedarwood Properties on Wednesday and Parenti Global on Friday. 
On the economic front, retail sales on Friday are probably the most interesting piece of local data this week. We also have building permits and private sector credit on Wednesday, followed by market manufacturing PMI on Thursday. Over in the US, job numbers on Friday are the main event, although we'll also see S&P case-shiller home prices, trade numbers, ADP employment numbers, a final second quarter GDP number, pending home sales, corporate profits, ISM manufacturing numbers, construction spending, and factory orders scattered throughout the week. Europe has consumer confidence and economic sentiment out tomorrow, followed by inflation numbers on Wednesday and PPI and unemployment numbers on Thursday, while the UK has second quarter GDP numbers and a Bank of England FPC meeting on Wednesday. In China, we have some manufacturing PMI numbers on Wednesday, and Japan has housing starts, retail sales, industrial production, manufacturing PMI numbers, and unemployment numbers throughout the week. Last but not least, on the media rounds this week, we have Marcus and Henry sharing the duties on ABC Melbourne Radio 774 each day at 10.25 as usual. Marcus's strategy piece and podcast will be out around midday each day. Tom will have his next buy, hold, sell out on Thursday, and Henry will be on the call with Koshi at midday, and then back for another Ask an Analyst in our Facebook stock discussion group at 5pm on Friday, followed by an On the Couch podcast with his latest special guest on Saturday morning. And that's all from me. Hope you have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.